put them up by four. Start a party in the garden, hit me up back door. Tell them welcome to the east where his handles abroad. We conference nonsense, fighting LeBron. Hardwood when the Rockets hand out cards. Defense when the clock kills, no shots off. Well, up, guys, welcome to the Celtics Pulse podcast. I'm Adam at Celtics Pulse. I'm Brendan at NBA Distributor. I'm Cody at the Cover Three. And I'm Blake at Blake Fire 97. So guys, we weren't here last week due to Labor Day weekend, but we're back here today and we're going to be talking about Jabari Bird and catching a case. Yeah. Right, so who wants to kind of break down what he did or what we think All he right. did? I, th- I think I got the, a grasp on it. So from what I've heard and what I've seen, he got charged with assault and battery, kidnapping, and strangulation. So... <laughs> Um, from what I've heard, it was on a, on a woman. I don't know if it was a girlfriend or something like that. But, yeah, it is a, not a good day if your name is a Jabari Bird. Man, we were all cheering for him, like, two months ago for getting that roster spot. Now we're going to be cheering for him to get the fucking sentence, man. Yeah. It's just a rough go. Like, I even remember one of, the, one of my articles I wrote in the beginning of the inception of uh, Celtics Pulse was the Summer League winners and losers, and I thought he was a big winner of how he played, especially that, those highlight dunks for Denver Nuggets, and just how well he played offensively and defensively. Playmaking went up, like he was just balling out, and I was happy that he was getting the final spot, you know? Um, he could have made a, a de- decent difference, I guess, if, if like, we really needed him. Um, just another player on the bench, but now after this, it's just, I don't want to say unfortunate because what he gets what he is what he deserves, like that's just barbed up. But you know, you kind of you don't want anyone doing that, especially someone that you root for. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics had him pretty high. Like he followed the team in the playoffs last year in sat bench. Um, he was close friends with Jalen. They both went to Cal and. I'm pretty sure a lot of teams had an eye on him. He was the best team. He was the best player on our summer league team this year, for sure. Like you said, uh, yeah, just a lot of potential. So it's crazy to just see that uh, disappear with just one breaking news like this. Yeah, one moment of madness, and your whole career is fucked now. Yeah, I don't see him coming back from um, a lot of these charges and keeping his no. position on the team. So we'll see what happens. I mean. A lot of uh, personal life stuff gets out and just immediately affects your job, just regardless of what job you have. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole Ray. Like, Javar, if Ray Rice came a job after he did, which he is fucked up, <laughs> but is not nearly on the level of what this is. And Ray Rice it was like top five running back in the league. There's no way Jabari Bird even sniffs anything. You know. No. It's just, be, yeah, he would get back in the, the NBA roster. Now. No, he. I doubt he'll even make. If he if he plays again, it'll be some like scrub overseas team that no one has ever heard of. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. So, I'm so interested right? to see what. I'm interested to see what the if more comes out on the story or anything. But like we said before, the pod started being recorded. There's not much you can do that really warrants being kidnapped, strangled, and having your ass beat, man. No, he's yeah, screwed. No, it's just a good story. Yeah, like it's just, I, it's just fucked. Really does suck, especially like you said. Everyone was really rooting for him. Like he was one of those players that became sort of like a fan favorite over the over the break, and everyone's like, 
get Jabari on the roster, get Jabari on the roster, get Jabari on the roster, get Jabari. Oh, Jabari's on the roster. Oh, Jabari put some chicken in his trunk and was strangling her. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, it just, it, that was the largest lift turn I have ever come across in my life. The only thing I can think of is that he's come home from being at the gym and she's getting bottomed out and he's just fucking like <laughs> shit, man. That's the only yeah, acceptable uh, reason. Yeah, something had to make him pop, I would think, you know? Like, yeah, for sure. He like some crazy guy that was just quietly no. doing this on the side. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to speculate and, you know, toss that shit out that we don't know about, you know? But it's just, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just unfortunate for everybody involved. Um, so yeah. the Celtics are looking for a new guard for that last spot? I yeah, guess so. I think a spot's opened up. We should have kept Nader then. Dude, yeah, right? Call up the Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, let's see. I mean, I know uh, one of our contributors, Tim, said that Jordan Crawford might be a decent acquisition which I would okay. I would personally I would personally if I was a Celtics instead of going for a veteran or someone like like that I would go for someone who has potential or like was undrafted or something like that um, because at the point where you're at you have obviously you're starting five and you're starting you're basically you're, you're 10 deep 11 deep if you want to depending on how much uh, either Gershon or semi play you're you're potentially a 12 deep team you don't need another really you can afford to have a spot that's just taking up basically redshirting somebody and letting them learn the offense and letting them grow and then once you know a player like Gershon needs to get paid and you can't pay him because you have a bunch of players on or if Ice plays really really well and this is deserving of a big contract at a two or three years down the line you can have that player there to sort of fill in after who was cheaper have you got a name? Anyone that you you'd be willing to? Uh, I haven't. Like, I don't know who's really available, but someone of that standard, you know. Yeah. So you're talking undrafted or had a few years yeah, in the like, G League and just needs that shot. Yeah, and there's younger. I think younger's the more because yeah, our team's young, but our half of our team has been on the team for like three years now. Like it's. It's kind of crazy how young we are, but yet we're so experienced, and how that young team went to the fucking conference finals last year. So yeah, that continuity is important. I mean, was it, it, it was, last year we barely had? It was, wasn't it like almost a fresh team last year when when tip off came? Yeah, we had we had four teams coming into opening, uh, four players coming into opening night. Uh, Jalen, Al, Marcus, and Terry were all on the team the previous season. But other than that, they're all brand new guys. Celtics have a really interesting roster. Losing another guard is like almost nothing to them. It's like, what are they actually in need of? You know, um, a lot more forwards and fours, right? And maybe a fives. Well, we don't. We don't even necessarily need anything. Like it's like Jabari could have played zero minutes this this year, and the team would still be favored to go to the finals. So yeah, yeah I, I agree with what you're saying that it should be a young guy because uh, you don't need the minutes. Like I think there's guys like Ian Clark. I want to say is still available that I I think would be a nice shooter that's still a little young, you know. Uh, but he, you kind of already know what you're getting from him, so maybe even a little younger than that. Like like uh, Adam said, one of the undrafted type guys, maybe searching for a Fred Van Fleet steal sort of thing. I mean, the biggest winner from this, if there can be one, is Wanamaker. 
Because one minute. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because any minutes that Bird was going to get, are just he's going to be the go-to guy now that takes those minutes. I mean, if I were the Celtics, uh, I think I think we actually do need a wing, but not in the fact that we need a wing because we don't have any. Is that if you look at all of our wings, you have Kyrie. Other than that, who really can create their own shot effectively? Uh, Terry kind of can, but you have Mark Smart who really can't do anything offensively for himself. Like you need a shot creator, someone you can look at and say, "Can I get a bucket, please?" And be like, "All right, cool." I think you get someone like that, and those, yeah, and a lot of players go undrafted who are like that, who are shot creators, but you know can't really don't really do anything else. If you put them in that system, uh, I think that would be pretty, a pretty good signing. Do you mind if I throw a name in there? If like yeah. we're thinking about people who can shot create on the Celtics, and that would just be like Jason Tatum. I mean, he's about to throw himself into his second year. You know, well, um, I would say a shot creating think, guard. Like yeah, oh, guard. Oh, I missed that like, part. I missed the guard part. But yeah, like I said, like we don't need a guard as in the term of we need guard because we only have like one. But someone who yeah. on that second unit on that, you know, can you can go in and you don't need to play Jason Tatum 48 minutes or Kyrie 48 minutes in because <laughs> your offense is going to go stagnant, you know? Yeah, so pretty much when we're running our third and fourth string, the point where someone can still score. Yeah, because you want, last last year in the finals, I don't have to tell you guys this, what happened in the last five minutes? Absolutely not a goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you have an extra player like, like that that can just that can just catch fire, but something like Jordan Crawford would do. Like you had, there were some games where Jordan Crawford would just go off for no reason. You're like, what the hell just happened? Oh yeah, oh yeah, player of the week, right? Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying get Crawford, but I'm saying get someone of that magnitude. You don't have to pay him the big bucks. He can come in, be valuable to you, and just be fine. And <laughs> like, I don't know who exactly is available that fits that structure but someone like that yeah i didn't follow college close enough to know all the guys that got undrafted that still got potential it's funny i tweeted something out asking uh for some hot takes to talk about on the pod one of them says jabari bird is gonna go off this season (laughs) it's gonna go off the prison he's going off to prison (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's gone (laughs) yikes because everyone's gonna be too scared if they don't cut him no one's gonna want to guard him because if they lock him up, he's going to throw him in the boot. The trunk. <laughs> yeah. Jesus oh, guys. All right. Yeah, so anyway, unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, unfortunate circumstances. Here, here's a question I was talking with my, uh, my friend today. The opening night, who would you want to score the first basket of the season? Which player Gordon would be Hayward the most on a lob? Uh, Gordon. Yeah, here we go. First play of the first play of the year. Backdoor lob to Gordon, calling it. Yep, yep. As, as long as uh, Jay Crowder's not, the yeah, game. Jay Crowder's not on the other <laughs> team. <laughs> no, yeah, every I, single I time. Okay, yeah, no, I, I just think Gordon at some point this year is gonna throw down one of those lobs, and it's gonna be the most amazing thing. Like, I, I don't see him as the type of guy that's gonna come in and be hesitant with his with his body on how he's feeling and that sort of thing. You know, he's been rehabbing forever. He's probably so anxious to get started with these guys. He's going to go, I, I, it'd be amazing if he did that in the garden, the place would go crazy. Oh my God. This might be the longest year Gordon Hayward has ever like had to live, you know? Yeah. 
I just imagine being in the garden and he hits like a three. It's like, Gordon Hayward! And I, uh, I'd have a full-on erection at that point. Oh my God. <laughs> it would yeah, be, I mean, the whole over. garden would. The whole garden. It would be a collective orgasm. <laughs> Every be person wearing green in that place. Everyone just be, would start just going at it. Yeah, <laughs> it'd just be a. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm. What were like realistic expectations for Gordon this year? So, do you think that he is gonna be uh, like a little slower? You know, is he is he gonna be a little limited? You know, when we have Baines that we want to start, is he the one that we bring off the bench instead of? I say most likely second would be Tatum because I think Jalen fits more with kind of more of the superstar guys since he can play the perimeter defense and off ball a little more than Jason does. I don't know. Maybe Gordon Hayward plays a little a little slower coming off the injury, but I don't see that happening. I mean, I think that you expect the same thing you get from Utah, probably more production because Utah was one of the slowest systems. I think they were the slowest offense when he was there. Either them or the Grizzlies. Yeah. Or the Timberwolves. So I'll just throw that in there. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that he puts up some nice numbers, but I, I don't think that anyone's scoring average is going to be insane on the Celtics or anything with all the talent that they have on that team. Uh, but I, I don't think you'll see him being hesitant at all to dunk or anything. No, not me either. I, realistically, like if I were to put like numbers out there, like 17, 6, and 3, that's been pretty solid. After an injury like that, like I think people expected him to be a fringe twenty point scorer, which he definitely still can. He has the ability to still do that. And if he did that, they would not be surprised. Um, but I feel like people didn't know exactly what Tatum was going to be, so they felt like you know you have to lean on Gordon more. But this year, you know that Jason Tatum go toe to toe with anybody in the league. So how do you divide up their touches, I think, is going to be the big factor. Because Kyrie's obviously going to get his 25 points a game. They're going to give him those. Al's going to sit around like 14, 12, and then people are going to complain because they don't watch the Celtics and see a $30 million a year guy getting 12 points. <laughs> uh, but I feel like Jalen might average over 20 for the Celtics. Like He might not average over like 16 for the Celtics. And that's fine. Well, I think he's going to be our first quarter spark, though, that Bradley played for a while, too, and he was that last year. It kind of, he comes out starting hot and then just slows down a little, and he's going to be one of our best perimeter defenders, too. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, Jalen has the ability to be a 20-point scorer. I mean, not right now, but down the line. But if he stays with us, if the Celtics are this way for the next five years, which we all hope and think they will be, just all it is is replacing Al because I don't think you bring back Al on thirty million again. But like this team, it's just <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just too. It reminds me when we got that, and it's like, damn, what team can really stop us? So you know? what what are you disappointed with at the end of next season? Like if we get knocked down in the Eastern Conference, if we lose if in the finals. We- if we if we lose in the finals, I wouldn't be upset. But we have to if we have to get to the, we have to dominate into the finals. Yeah, and I, I think we need to actually give Golden State a run for their money too. Like yeah. I don't think we can just I get swept like, or, or five games. You know, I, I feel like we could go six. 
at least. I mean, seven, I wouldn't be surprised at. At the minimum, six. If, if Boogie plays like we think Boogie's going to play, we six is realistic. If we can push that, if we can win two games, we could push it to six. That's realistic, I think. But we could win, right? We could, yeah. I mean, with this team, like with how diverse and especially defensively, or how defensive we are, and just we can match up against any team. We said we could run Baines and run two man big, or we could go small and have Tatum at the four, which is what we're probably going to do at the most. Or we could, you know, it just depends. We have so much talent, and like I said, we can we could potentially be twelve deep this year, which will a make what people rest and players like Kyrie that have just nicked up injuries throughout the year. That doesn't happen. That knee injury doesn't happen. You know, just stuff like that. And realistically, we could we could beat the Warriors. And that's not me being a Celtics fan. That's me being, uh, you know, realistic. Like, hey, like those teams are the best two teams. It's not even close. Well, if we okay, lose to the so Raptors in the in the Eastern Finals, is that a, is that you classing that as a bad season? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Toronto could probably take a six. Toronto could take a seven, because in the East, there's the team that matches up not only with our starters, but bench-wise, too. And people forget their best, their bench this year is going to be filthy. Yeah, I just think that Kawhi isn't excited to be there, you know? I don't think he's upset that he's in Toronto necessarily. I think it's just more so he's happy to be out of San Antonio. Our team, as far as I can tell, has good chemistry, and they have a year under their belt working together. Even if some of them are injured, they spent time with each other. They, I, I just, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I think it'd be disappointing if we lost to Toronto. I don't, that shouldn't happen, and it would give a lot of potential to Kawhi staying there. I mean, to be fair, name a time where you have physically seen Kawhi Leonard exciting. Excited. I don't think anyone has. Like, I don't no, it's think true. you've spoken a word in 12 years. Like, I'm 100% on for that. Sorry, his <laughs> uncle isn't excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. all that matters, I guess. That's really all that yeah. matters. But and we definitely have Kawhi to. next year? We all, leaning, we all saying he's going to the Lakers? I could Kawhi. see him staying. I Kawhi really to the Lakers? Lakers? I don't know too much about Kawhi to the Lakers, considering... We're just going to have to see, like, I guess what ends up happening. But it's a really hard situation to uh, determine um solution for because he's he's in Toronto right now. He's on a one-year, and he just got traded for DeMar Rosen, potentially one of the greatest Raptors of all time, if not the greatest Raptor of all time. I don't know. It'd be really weird for the NBA for that to happen, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I see Kawhi staying in Toronto. I don't see him going back to LA. Cody, what are you thinking on this? You've always got a hot take. Uh, well, two big players. I mean, every year a big free agent comes in. Oh, New York or LA? And they never. New York or LA. Um, fun fact, going back to the Spurs, no. Um, I could see him staying. <laughs> depends on how this year goes. Um, he can go to the Lakers because obviously they just freed up cap. Um, they have him, but is this headache? Because you hear a lot of reports are going after Clay Thompson for next year, which would be perfect for that team. And Clay doesn't come with drama. All Clay does is smoke hookah in the off season. You can you can deal with that if you're the Lakers over the what the hell Kawhi just is. Um, other teams potentially, I don't really know. I really don't. 
I think uh, I think Philly's going to be interesting to getting a big guy next year because they're one nice piece away from almost being on our level, I would say. Um, I know Philly fans probably think they're really close with us now because that series, uh, three of those games were decided by single-digit points. Uh, but, I mean, in the end, we still came out with a 4-1 win. You know, it was a gentleman's sweep. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I believe they have the cap room going into next year, and if they got a guy like Kawhi, then yeah, it'd be that'd be a crazy team. That's another super team instantly. Uh, I wouldn't like us to have to play Philly with Kawhi. That'd be a difficult series. No, yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds exciting to watch too, though. Especially if Simmons develops a three-point shot. Oh, he's been working with LeBron. Have you all got? Have you guys all seen those videos where he's been working out with LeBron? Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully LeBron develops a three-point shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be hard for Philly to sell, or you know, Kawhi to be sold on Philly. Because yeah, I mean, Philly's insane. Like for all the all the stuff we give them all the time, they're still a wicked good team. They're still probably talent-wise a top five team in the league. If you just yeah. pure talent, and you know that might be blasphemous and stuff to fan saying that, but it's just facts. Like their talent is insane. Um, Joel and B could potentially be like a top eight player next year if he plays healthy and plays over like 70 games. And then you look at, but I still don't think they have, I feel like they should build over, I think they should build around Simmons rather than get Kawhi. Well, what do you mean by build around Simmons? Like what are you, what are you looking at? Can they get Kawhi too? Kawhi, uh, well, if you, I just think personality-wise, Joel Embiid is the process. He's everything the Phillies are. Uh, not the Phillies. The, uh, I'm taking baseball. Uh, the 76ers are. Sixers. Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons is kind of a jackass. And he wants to be the dude. He knows he's the dude. So I just feel like if you plug in Kawhi Leonard, he will instantly be the best player on that team. And will instantly, I think, would have to be the first option on that team. How does that work? Sort of gelling wise, do you think uh, Simmons is like, well, I'm not the man, or at least not, I'm, I'm the, he might pull Andrew Wood, like, well, I'm the third guy, and I know Blake knows about all about this, and he's like, what the hell? And then Joel Embiid, like, uh, 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 I wish you first. And then, uh, I just feel like, I just feel like they're more than basketball, it would be an issue, Philly. Um, Philly has uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I think uh, a big reason why Ben Simmons is like the leader there too is because he's the main ball handler. He literally just guides everyone on the court to do everything anyway. He's like a LeBron um, esque. You know, they call him the Fresh Prince. That's sort of just like uh, off LeBron and all that kind of stuff. Um, I want to see what ends up happening with Ben Simmons. Um, but like if they added Kawhi Leonard, I don't know if there would actually be that much of a chemistry problem just because of the fact that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are already their own just entity of, <laughs> of, um, trust the Brock. Yeah. I'm just going to say personality, you know, they're all their own, they're their own personalities and they can mesh well with a piece like Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if Kawhi is going to go to a team like Philly and go like, yeah, I'm the leader here now. <laughs> um, when Ben Simmons is handling the ball, uh, you know, controlling the locker room and everything like that, that's another big part. Um, I mean, we're even saying chemistry, but there's a lot of locker room stuff that happens in the back 
that no one ever sees. And a lot of that can contribute to bad games and good games, like depending on how the locker room goes, if people actually, you know, get along well and everything like that. So we'll see. Kawhi doesn't talk too much. He's kind of had an interesting offseason with this whole drama. Like a guy for who doesn't talk caused the most drama of the offseason almost. The guy you know? who doesn't talk yep. to Antaraj caused the most drama. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, mean, I think you just did it like this. Brett Brown was a huge uh, San Antonio assistant when they won those finals. So he knows Kawhi. Uh, he knows how special a player Kawhi is. And that could go one or two ways. A, he would want him really bad. Or B, he doesn't want him anywhere near because he probably knows Kawhi's uncle knows all the drama that happens. And there's probably, there's always drama in every single team that no one knows about but the players and the coaches and the staff and stuff like that. So yeah. you never know if there's other skeletons that Kawhi, Kawhi's uncle or Kawhi's entourage has in their closet that came out earlier than this year that Brett Brown would know of. I think it just depends if Kawhi is looking to make a decision based on his lifestyle or basketball itself. Um, and it's probably more so lifestyle since he was looking for specifically L.A. before even knowing LeBron was there. Uh, maybe he knew LeBron was already going to go there. It seemed like I think Joel Embiid tweeted something that hinted at that probably like a month before it actually happened. So it's possible Kawhi already knew. Uh, but if he was just trying to win some basketball games, it's likely he'd still be in San Antonio. Uh, so it might not be a basketball decision for him. Would he actually right. still be in San Antonio, though? Like, San Antonio ended up coming out of the eighth seed. I mean, without him, guaranteed. I'm going to say, he literally didn't play last season, you know, besides the nine games or something he played. But, like, would he actually be better off in San Antonio? There's a lot yeah, of veterans yeah. there. There's a lot of veterans that are actually just left, too. But that's a- it, it's just Popovich is really what I would say. Popovich, yes, I think... All right. All right. You guys, you guys go. You guys, you guys squabble. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? You already dropped the here's why line. Yeah, you got to keep going. (laughs) Here's why. Here's why. Everyone said the same exact thing once. Timmy left and, oh, what are the Spurs going to be? They don't have that same veteran leadership. They won 68 games or 65 games. People forget that. When the Warriors won 73, the Spurs won like almost 70 games. And they're insane. Last year, they their record for winning the games in a row was gone. They had maybe one top 25 player, and they won 48 games. Like, they are still a good team. And people always are so quick to throw the Spurs away. And it's like, oh, well, you can't just – it's like you can't just rely on pop every year. Uh you can. We've been yeah, doing it, it like for 20 can. years, and he has not <laughs> Like, he has been in the playoffs more years than I've been alive. Yeah, like, and I think next year is when that really people will really shut up about that because they're still going to be a great team. And LaMarcus Aldridge it should be treated as like a top three power forward in the league right now with what he did last year. He was the only star on that team. And I guess, like you're saying, you could credit it mostly to Popovich. But next year, he's really going to show that, like, you you still can't count the Spurs out. Yeah, and like Blake said, they were an eight seed last year. You know what the difference between the eight seed and the three seed was were in terms of games back? Nothing. It's like one game. Two or, or three. 
So you're telling me that Kawhi Leonard on this team doesn't add at least three wins? Because if you really think about it, which Western Conference team got better? I feel like the Pelican, the Pelicans, I didn't think got better. I feel like they're going to drop out. I feel like the Blazers had a Cinderella run. They're going to drop out in the playoffs. I feel like the Nuggets got better a little bit. Uh, defensively, they're going to be the worst team we've ever seen with our eyes ever. <laughs> but offensively, yeah. <laughs> they might be the most beautiful thing that we've ever seen on the screen. So there's some giving tape there. I think they got better overall. The Lakers obviously got better. The Rockets sort of stayed the same. The Warriors are the Warriors, so we don't even count them. The Warriors got boogie. They got better. (laughs) (laughs) The Jazz Jazz get better because Gobert might be healthy this year. We've talked about how I have the Jazz at three. But, like, other than that, who really in the West got better? The Spurs got better. They added a player that they didn't have last year. They literally traded Danny Green for the Lakers got better. They missed them. Yeah, I think they added some small name guy, right? But like, really, like, what difference? I mean, like, what what really will will he really? You know, they might have added other players, but they really just swapped Danny Green, Danny Green for DeRozan and uh, Pirtle. I call it an upgrade. Yeah, I would call it an upgrade as well. And yeah, Demar, name a three point shooter on that Spurs team other than Patty Mills. You really can't. But at the same time, they've done it for years. They have done it for years. They have evolved. The San Antonio Spurs evolved with the NBA perfectly over the last 20 years. And they have done it successfully every single year. Can I just throw in the fact that no king lives forever, my son? I'm just, <laughs> but, like, I don't know when I see the Spurs dynasty kind of just, like, going down out of the playoffs. Besides, like, I guess in a year they're where they're no longer, kind of like rebuilding. You know? They're no longer a championship team, and that's just facts. Um, like they're no longer the Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili teams. No, there was a stretch of 15 years where every single time, every single season, you'd be stupid to not think about the Spurs in the, in the finals. Yeah, and, and people try to count out them when, like, in like 2010, when they lost to the Grizzlies. Oh, this dynasty's done. They went to two NBA finals after that and won one. You know, and they were right. like two seconds away from winning another one. So people always try to count the Spurs, but the Spurs so, are be great. So I got a hot take. Since we're just riding the Spurs here, and apparently we're a Spurs podcast now, I'm <laughs> going to go. I'm going to pour my branch off. I love the Spurs. No, I can't blame Spurs you. I mean, if we're, yeah, if we're Stevens fans, then we're definitely Popovich fans, too. Yeah, that's a fact. So I'm going to go ahead and say, give me 1 to 10 how hot of a take is this, and it's definitely going to be in the upper numbers, that the Spurs knock out the Rockets in the playoffs. That could be possible. I could see it, right? That's like a a 7-8, because it's like, whoa. Like, what? But like... It's crazy, but I could see it happening. I feel like the West... The Western Conference Finals is a lot more open 2 through 8 than people think. I think people were just penciling in the Rockets, but they lost two very, very important players to their system. Well, to be they fair, Luke Muabute. Oh, Ryan Anderson is what you're saying. No, I'm talking guys. Luke, and I'm talking Luke and talking Ariza, and they also got rid of Anderson. And really, what are you? I mean, unless Marquise was all right, I think Brandon Knight would be okay, uh, a pretty decent ball handler off the bench. 
But really, I don't know. I just feel like they got a little bit worse. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't think Luke played a single minute in their playoffs. Um, but he was helpful for their depth in the regular season. He's a good 3 and D guy. Um, but yeah, I, I, Melo's questionable just because he can't play that defense. I think he'll be okay for offense. Uh, we talked about this previously, I think, in the last pod. Is that, you know, those 27, I want to say it was, missed threes in a row in Game 7. If you have Melo in the game, I feel like you can give him the ball and say, hey, get a bucket. But at the same time, you could do the same thing with James Harden, and that didn't work necessarily. So, um, especially against a, t- a team, the tier of the Warriors. So, yeah, they lost some defense. Um, I get what you're saying. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the Rockets this year are actually just in a weaker spot uh, in general, mainly because of the experience. But their system last year required the MVP Harden and like point guard, point god uh, Chris Paul to kind of take over at times. I want to see what ends up happening with the Rockets this year. The other hot take I wanted to throw in there, you got you guys have been saying hot take a lot, so now I get one. <laughs> so I'll say DeMar DeRozan next year is going to be the MVP. And you're my reasoning for that is <laughs> the reasoning for that is because DeMar DeRozan being sent to this new team, he's going to be under a great coach, and he's going to be a part of a team where he's going to be fed the ball a lot, he's going to be able to play his play style a lot, uh, let's see what happens, but that's my hot take. All right, send okay. this to every Spurs fan you know. Let's Good. just keep jerking them off. The Spurs are winning the championship three years in a row. More like the Timberwolves. No, but honestly, Blake, I said you were ugly, which you probably are, but that's <laughs> oh my God. actually not <laughs> that bad. That's not that bad because you think about a who do we give the most? It's the most valuable player award. If you put a player on a team from an eight seed to a potential three or two seed, he plays really, really well because he'll average twenty eight a game. And if he yeah, right? has some clutch, really big shots, it's actually not that bad of a game. Yeah, there's, so there's I a story apologize for calling you ugly. It's okay, I am ugly. <laughs> there we go. So I guess I don't really hear anybody. It was married. So. To, to take this in a little bit of a different direction, unless anyone else has anything to say about the Spurs, uh, I wanted to know what everyone's favorite jersey is in the league, actually. And Yeah, like, what what do you got here? I, I mean, I'm in the Bay Area. I really like the Warrior jerseys. I think they're nice, the throwbacks with the, with the Bay Bridge on it. Um, so I think they're definitely all jerseys, like two K jerseys, or like just let's, regular let's stand up. Cur- let's bed. talk current jerseys. No, like okay. We, I guess we can throw you throw some throwbacks in there. A shout out. How about this? We'll do cur- we'll do current jerseys, and then we'll go uh, throwback jerseys. Okay, let's do it. And and your worst at some point. I honestly would say we should just go with worst first because it's a little harder to think about the worst right now, especially if you don't have pictures up too or something like that. But you can definitely think of a team where it's like, oh, I hate that team. I'll just say that, you know, <laughs> and then yeah. add another team to that. Well, but, like, throwbacks I can definitely think of to shout out are the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys. I love that color. Oh, God. The new Timberwolves jersey, they're bringing back the uh, the KD uh, style that they had with the black. And then the outlining on these sleeves has the uh, green and gray, yeah, I want to say it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is so nice. 
primary or those are just like throwbacks? Are those no? I want to say it's th- I want to say it's their alternates. Okay, yeah, but those are hot. Yeah, those are nice. Like every if you ever go out on a college night, you're about to see one guy with the black KG jersey. Yeah, guaranteed. I'm looking up jerseys right now, and I'm just seeing Blake Griffin in a Clippers jersey and crying <laughs> eternally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tobias Harris is literally in a Pistons jersey too. Wow, that's pretty funny. So first thing, worst, that? worst, just regular jerseys. I say the Cavs. The Cavs jerseys are pretty bad. Which, Which ones? Yeah, Which ones. Like the regular, like white ones, like the white and the. Dude, they like didn't the even wear those once all last playoffs. I know, but yeah. yeah so the, the like, team. Oh, agrees. these are good luck. But like, <laughs> I don't even like their black ones too. Like they're black with the like. I didn't like those either. I'm like they're just ugly. Yeah, they're pretty boring. There's not and much like, to them. I, I like their color scheme at least. I don't like the Celtics gray jerseys either. I think those are ugly. No. Yeah. Did you like the black that they had? I don't. I didn't mind the black one. The black one was all right. But like the gray one just was not great. Yeah, for Celtics, I'm good with sticking with green and white. And kind of to rant a little bit about that, I've hated that the home teams are wearing like they're like for Celtics home uh, were at home and wearing green. Like I, I yeah. just want to see the home team wearing white every night. That's all Nike. Nike literally planned out every team's jersey color, accessory color, everything throughout the season. Yeah, because when they there was a game Nike. last year where the Celtics are home wearing green and then the Lakers are there playing yellow. And it's like, dude, he's, I can't do both these colors that right was now. The, that the was court. the ESPN game. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading so an article when, like, the whole thing happened. It was like, back in the day, Paul, like, the trainer would ask Paul Pierce, do you want to wear the ultimate tonight? And he'd be like, all right, yeah. And that's like 10-minute game. That's when they decided. But now it's all planned really? out. That's pretty yeah. interesting. The New Orleans Pelicans... Alternate jerseys are my least favorite. The uh, purples. Yeah, so they're like the they're the city uh, version. So everyone from New Orleans is gonna hate me, but your jerseys are disgusting. They're purple, <laughs> yellow, and like not Lakers. Uh, they're not designed like that. Well, I don't like them. It's a Mardi Gras. That's what I was. That was the word I was looking for. It's like a Mardi Gras jersey is what it's called. But yeah, that's my least favorite jersey in the league right now. My second least favorite would have to be uh, like the red on the Hawks. <laughs> I don't. I've never been able to understand the triangle pattern on the jersey. I don't know if I've ever liked it too much. And then I guess my third worst would be the Brooklyn Nets, just black and white. It's just everything is always black and white for the Nets. It's never ever. I, I guess you could say it's along the same lines for the Spurs too. But the Spurs throw some silver in there, so <laughs> so I feel good about myself. So. For the Nets one, are you talking about the one that says, I think it's a B-L-K-Y-N? Um, I'm mainly talking about all the Brooklyn Nets jerseys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. What about you, though? Um, Least favorite? I don't know, really. Uh, do you guys have one for least right now off the top of your head? No, least favorite jersey on the top of my head. But I don't like the... I don't like a lot of the OKC jerseys. Really? I don't like the I don't like the orange one. I think the, that one's ugly. I like the regular jerseys. The regular jerseys are all right. But like that orange one and like the the really dark blue one that they wore when KD was there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? 
Are you talking the one where it said thunder uh, going like, down across the yeah, left like side? Thunder and like okay. So I was like, what are you doing? Like, well, I'm a little offended because I have a KD jersey from when he was on the Thunder of those. So, <laughs> well, I guess that's what that yeah. means. That's fair. I guess we just got the ugly podcast going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cody and Adam versus the uglies. Yeah, apparently. Versus the uglies, apparently. <laughs> I really I really like uh, the Kings jerseys. I think the Kings jerseys are fire. Uh, You'd have two I, fans here. Which one uh which one are you talking about? Uh, like the regular, like uh, like the regular uh, purple, uh, purple white, and then their alternate blacks. That might be because yeah. my pa- purple's favorite color, my favorite color. But I think they're slick, and I don't mind like the little like diamond things in them. I think they work out. I think the Hawks little diamond things, and they're like neon green for no reason. Like I don't know what you guys are doing, but you're not doing it right. That's what that's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I think. Uh... I think you're ugly, Cody, just because I got to throw that in there, and that the light blue Kings jerseys are by far the best ones, and they're gorgeous. No, they're really, really good, too. No, I like the Kings jerseys. I think the only ones that are suspect is the one you used to wear back when Kevin Martin was there, like the uh, the gold ones with, like, the purple. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those are interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like the – uh, uh, it's weird. It's weird, but I kind of like the half black, half purple ones they had. Those ones were sick. Those ones, every single time you played like 2K with them, that's what that's the one always the jerseys you go with the racing stripe on the in the side. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, it's like a must. Um, so I always love uh, the Denver Nuggets jerseys. Any Denver Nuggets jersey is I thought was just great. Like they always had some sick jerseys. Yeah, the ones that had the uh, the kind of rainbow in them were pretty nice too. In yeah, the like skyline. The ones with- yeah, with the skyline, which is like their big thing for a while. Even remember when uh, K, uh, not Katie, um, AI and Anthony were there. Their alternates, the one was like Nuggets in that like sort of weird font. It was like really dark navy. Those yeah. ones were fire too. Like they've always had some pretty good. Even their the regular ones are fine. Even their yellow ones, the yellow alternate ones they wear, are pretty darn good too. Yeah, there's some nice ones. Definitely, yeah, definitely Denver fire. is not lacking in that. Um, the only I don't, know, I don't really good. like Denver's too much. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Because I'm ugly. I didn't really like the sailor, uh, the sailor boy uh, ones that the Timberwolves wore. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> the sailor boy, wow. To be they fair, like, they, like they look like every 1950s like kid's first Halloween. Like that's what they look like. <laughs> they look like the Cracker Jack kid. Dude, it's true. If you gave them one of those In-N-Out hats, uh, actually, to be fair, I, I think In-N-Out's only in California, so I probably shouldn't reference that. Um, I get <laughs> Yeah, if you gave them one of those, it, they would, yeah, they'd complete the outfit perfectly. They just need a little tie. It'd be perfect. Uh, to be fair, though, I think that their logo placement uh, for their ad, I think it's Fitbit, is one of the nicest because it fits right in there perfectly. Yeah. And listen, I'm not biased or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'd have to say the Timberwolves jersey are pretty nice, you know. Um, actually, so what happened? What happened last year was the Timberwolves actually ended up wearing their blue version at home uh, and away more often than the white or the alternates or anything like that. Just 
an insane amount. And I think it was like 75 to 25%. Okay, but what the incredible. hell are those neon green jerseys? Oh, okay. That's like a goddamn I, traffic Actually, code. I think the neon green ones were the best ones out of the set. You are ugly, Whoa. Cody. I like the neon green. Okay, so I think this is why <laughs> I have like... I think... I, okay, so this is... Back in uh, in like 2K17, I did a uh, Wolves franchise on 2K and and I knew they were getting new jerseys, so I went on like the 2K share thing and found some pretty sick jerseys. I'm like, wow, these jerseys are realistically really cool. And I thought that's what they were gonna the direction they were gonna go with. Because they had like the wolf with like the neon green eye, like that's their new like uh logo. So I'm like, awesome, that's cool. And then they came out with the, the Sailor Boy ones in real life, and I'm like, well, my ones I have in 2K are so cool. So these ones suck, because they could have done what I did. Um, I think that's where I get it from. But uh, yeah, the neon no, green. Not, uh, the neon green is really cool too, though, because uh, what ended up happening during the regular season, a lot of teams did this too, though, um, for their alternate jerseys. But we called it the sea of green for our uh, audience. You know, everyone uh, sitting in the stands, and everyone got a free shirt. It was actually one of the coolest things I've seen out of the season when I was watching the Timberwolves. Um, but I, like I said, a lot of other teams have done that too. It's not like it's out of the ordinary to do something like that, especially for playoffs. Everyone gets shirts like on their um, on their chair and everything too. Um, but the sea of green was really uh, was really cool because we were able to just see a, a completely new environment of the Timberwolves. Like that green, that Aurora green, Aurora. Hold on, Aurora. I think <laughs> that Aurora green. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's it's nice. It's pretty vibrant, in my opinion. But I like it. It's nice. It's definitely vibrant. Yeah. Uh, Adam, do you have any any jerseys that stick out, favorite or least favorite or anything? No, not without just being old school and biased towards like the old Celtics, old Bulls. To be honest, I've been doing some coding while you guys have been talking about this. No, you're, you're good. <laughs> so you're more of like the classic stick with the same sort of thing? Yeah, so dude. Like, like I, like all the, um, I like all the old stars. Like, uh, I used to like the old Detroit. Do you remember the old Motor City ones? Yeah, those yeah, are nice the, ones. Uh, the, like, the turquoise uh, blue ones. Yeah, those ones are pretty fire. I think uh, underrated, just like throughout their history, they've always had pretty sick jerseys. The Magic. Their jerseys are pretty darn sick. Every like re like reiteration of them, the Shaq jer- the one the Shaq ones that are famous, and then like the early oh, yeah, T Mac ones that yeah, and then the early Grant Hill T Mac ones and like Dwight Howard's first two years, those ones were pretty fire. Um, then they had the new ones with sort of like the stripes in them, which I thought were pretty sick. Also, their new uh, their like uh, what are they called like the hometown or something like that jerseys. The what the Disney uh, the uh, what am I trying to say um, like the space design? Oh, I think yeah, they're alternate are pretty man. darn dope. Yeah, they're very statement. interesting. Pretty dope. They like, seem they like something really cool they pulled off of 2K. Yeah, or out of Disney. <laughs> yeah, the Timberwolves would have done, and then it would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh, so let's switch this up a little bit. Who is your, you know, and this is going to come with some bias from me just because I really dislike this guy, but who is your least favorite player in the league? Like overrated or least, just 
I cannot stand Russell Westbrook. I think that he's a he's a great player. I was going to say he's a terrible player. Um, he's good. Like I can't deny that. But uh, God damn, like that guy is not going to win. There's nothing. He's gonna he's gonna get a triple double, and I guess that's impressive. Uh, you could give him every MVP you wanted. I could care less. I don't think that he's gonna win anything or go to a Western Conference Finals. Uh, I, I just cannot stand that guy. And do you guys have anybody in the league like that? I think Westbrook's that guy for me. I've been. I was on the train that James Harden should win the MVP the year he got the triple double. Um, I was a big believer in that. Um, I, I have him at seven. Obviously, he's a great talent. You can't take that away from him. I feel like he he forces too much and he tries too much and wants to be. He wants to be known as the guy who did it himself instead of the guy who did it. People have him like I know a friend that have him like third or like second or like fourth in the league. Where I think he's seventh for me. I think I have KD, LeBron, Kawhi, Curry, AD, and Harden over him. Um, but I don't mind Westbrook. I don't hate Westbrook, but I feel like people saying that he's like second in the league and me trying to explain to them that they don't know what basketball is, that makes me want to hate him. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, he just, fuck LeBron. That, yeah, as a Celtics fan, fuck LeBron. I agree. Um, yeah, you know, fuck maybe LeBron. it is just all the dick writers of Westbrook that I can't stand. Uh, it, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, those numbers don't mean anything. It's the same way that everyone hates Al Horford, like you said, because he doesn't put up numbers. It's like, dude, you don't watch basketball, clearly. Uh, if you watched, you would know that Al Horford is a beast of a player and Westbrook's not going to win anything. Like, he's not going to do anything. Um, I think I would put Carmelo Anthony right there. I wouldn't say, like, he's the best person to have on your team, like, especially coming from a New York Knicks leadership role, he went to OKC, and then, like, you know, we all know how that how that went. And now he's on the Rockets. I want to see what ends up happening. Him and Chris Paul are already on good terms, but I don't know if that's going to translate. Literally, the weird thing that happened with the Rockets last year was everyone was doubting Chris Paul and James Harden. Maybe we might get the same kind of uh, results with, Chris Paul and James Harden pairing up with Chris Paul, James Harden, and Carmelo Anthony pairing up. Or the Rockets miss the playoffs. Hopefully. <laughs> and the Suns take the two seeds led by Trevor Ariza. The Timberwolves will take the Rockets out for you guys. <laughs> or the Spurs, um, actually. That was your bold prediction or something. <laughs> I think one of the players I just don't like is Tristan Thompson. I just really don't like him. I think mostly because like he's obviously... Does he's not deserving of the twenty something he's getting a year? Like he's a phenomenal offensive rebounder. That's like it. And the one thing because I had a few like LeBron fans and Cavs fans when I was go, uh, went to school, and I was like Tristan Thompson's ass, blah blah blah. But then every single time they played the Celtics, he would absolutely demolish yeah, the Celtics. God, he'd get forty five rebounds, and that's the only time he would ever look like a decent NBA player. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, I thought I thought Tristan Thompson was bad. Uh, how about your boy Al?" I'm like, "Al is a four times better player, but he just can't rebound." So I feel like Tristan Thompson, him and Robin Lopez. I just think Robin P- Lopez is just a waste of space. 
Yeah, no, Tristan Thompson is definitely one of those guys that I swear to God, you're right. Every time he goes, every time they play the Celtics, I'm ready for Tristan Thompson to be player of the game. It's ridiculous. I've been on that bandwagon. I'm like, dude, I can't wait for Tristan Thompson to get 28 rebounds. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like, all right, this is a game where I'm going to hate Al Horford. Yeah, soft Al. Adam, how about you, my friend? Any obscure players you just do not like? Chris Humphreys, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> I don't not know a why. Fan? I, I don't know why. Every time I see him, I just want to punch him in his fucking face. <laughs> Chris Kardashian? I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you why. I just hate the guy. I, I just don't know why. <laughs> he has a very punchable face, to be fair. This is true. This is true. Him and oh, the other guy. No. That's probably the only guy, really. Him and Derek Fisher, maybe. I'd like to give Derek Fisher a slap to. So would Matt Barnes. Yeah, Yeah, Matt Barnes will help you out. (laughs) The one player I I did not like on the Celtics was Amir Johnson. Because I don't know who told him that he could shoot threes, but he (laughs) would. And he wouldn't make them, and I'd get so pissed off. Man, there were like four steps to his three-point shot, too. It was was clunky as all hell. And I'm it, like, it was ridiculous, I but I laughed my ass off every time those shots went in. Like, just because you know, if you were a fan of the other team and Amir Johnson hits a three, I'm just like, man, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it's just, it was, it would get, like, he hit, he would shoot a couple during the playoffs, and I'm like, Amir Johnson, I want you to hit by a buzz. <laughs> like, oh, it geez. got bad. <laughs> like, it got, I was, I was, send Jabari Bird on him. <laughs> Ouch! Wow. Yikes! That joke's gonna age well. That's too soon. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it's probably. Were we just talking about that? Let's. Uh, my bad. Let's hey. edit that. <laughs> no, we'll keep that in there, dude. <laughs> hey, name another. Name another bird that dominated individual as much as Jabari did. Oh no! <laughs> Something history. Don't make me put a bird on you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new well, one right really? there. They're going to kick off Spotify for that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, guys, so that's um, coming towards the end now. So is there anything else anyone wants to touch on before we wrap it up? The Kardashian <laughs> curse is real. It happened to Chris <laughs> <laughs> And it happened to Blake Griffin, too. <laughs> so <laughs> Don't date a Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> is it worth losing your career, though? That's the question. Is a Kardashian no. worth the <laughs> I don't curse? think so. You don't know till you try. <laughs> it seems like such a bad thing, too. It happens to artists, uh, athletes, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is a proper curse, dude. <laughs> the so thick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think... That's gonna do it for this week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We so if we don't catch a lawsuit because of some of this content, we'll catch you next week, guys. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, or on the website. And as usual, we'll be pushing out them articles. Any questions you want to guest on here or anything like that, just DM us on Twitter, and uh, we'll hit you straight back. And we'll catch you later, guys. <laughs>